I'm gonna kick you in the quicksand and then piss on you. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Power Play. My name's Jim Jones. And I'm Peter Street. And we have another great show for you tonight. So why don't you go ahead and introduce the show segments, Peter? Alrighty. Well, this week we have a rant session to start off the uh, program with. Uh, with uh, PlayStation 3, apparently you, Jim, have some remarks. Oh, I have some remarks, alright. And i um, told they're not too... Uh, too good about your opinion of the upcoming release of the uh, just about a week away now exactly a week away mm-hmm. uh, November 17th release of the PlayStation 3 console well I will let the listeners judge whether or not they're positive or negative remarks <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, apparently they're not very clear no they send uh, mixed messages definitely alright Sounds like a fair review of the system. Your uh, worst video game moment, Jim, is uh, what we're going to talk about after that. And um, afterwards, we are going to debate actually a segment that was uh, on our forums for a while in discussion, and that is, is PC gaming dying? We have the release now of two new consoles coming up within a week's time. Uh, Xbox 360 is hitting its stride. All of these new releases for these home systems. What about the uh, personal computer? Is it getting lost in the shuffle? Is it going to die and wither? Well, we'll have a heated debate on this topic as we're both coming from different angles on this one. Very heated. Um, We will discuss what we're both playing currently and what we think of uh, those games in progress that we're working away on. And this week we're going to actually not have the Would You Rather. We we love the segment. Everybody seems to love it, but we're going to hold off this week on that. And uh, just before we get started, I wanted to tell everybody about a documentary that I watched pretty recently. Uh, It's a documentary about Tetris, and they played it on BBC on uh, Channel 4. And it's called Tetris from Russia with Love. And it's really good if you're at all into video game history. Because they have, it's real in-depth. They have interviews with uh, Alexei Pajanov, the guy who actually made Tetris. And uh, a lot of the government officials in Russia that had to do with the distribution of it and licensing. It's really interesting. You know, I never got into that game. It's a good game. Didn't like it. Didn't like Tetris. I did read some things about Tetris, though. They said that Tetris is actually a game that is more inclined to intrigue the female brain. Really? Yes. And I've noticed this, like, working in gaming for about eight years and and doing the retail angle of it. I've noticed that the more female gamers that I talk to, by and large, they have all played and loved Tetris at some point in their life. Hmm. So, uh, and I know your mom played Tetris. Oh, my mom is addicted to Tetris. She totally she still addicted. Plays it. She She's still does? Like, yeah. 
She plays it like a fiend. So yeah, yeah, I've noticed that by, by and large, majority of the female gamers, because I, I tend to almost have many interviews with every single person that I yeah. help or sell the game to, and talk to games about, and uh, it seems like by and large that that is actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, most female gamers, if there's a female out there that is a female gamer. Uh, post on our forums. Let us know if you are a Tetris fan, because I am betting that you are. Wow! It doesn't mention any of that in the uh, documentary, but it does mention a lot of stuff about the psychology of Tetris and why so many people like it. Oh, really? And it's it's really interesting because it's not the psychology you would think it is. Not because it's fun. Not because it's anything like that. But they go into depth on it. It's pretty neat. So check that out if you uh, if you're at all interested in that. Well, with that said, I'm going to go straight into my rant about Sony. Now, now, now. Why are you calling it a rant exactly? Because during our uh, opening, you said it was a very balanced, hard to really ascertain your feelings kind of uh, Well, maybe after you hear it, uh, you'll suggest another title for it as opposed to a rant. Well, we'll we'll go with rant for now. Okay, we'll stick with rant. All right. But feel free to suggest something else. <laughs> okay. So, I've, I've prepared this in advance, so it's going to sound like I'm reading it because, well, I am reading it. Uh, but I'm definitely going to put some feeling into it. And, yes, these are your and, own thoughts. Yes, I just I wrote it down so I could kind of organize my thoughts better and make more of a, more of a point than I would be on the fly. So. Okay. Basically, I've been thinking about the PS3 in relation to Sony as a whole company, and I've come to some conclusions that I have to get off my chest. Why does it feel to me like everything about the PS3 is designed with the explicit purpose of pushing every other Sony product on the market? I mean, it's like, what? You want a PS3? Well, you're going to need a new Sony 1080p TV for that. Oh, now that you have that shiny new HDTV and a Blu-ray player, why don't you go ahead and start buying all your movies on Blu-ray? It's the perfect combination. It's Basically, Sony feels that they have such a stranglehold on the gaming market due to the success of the PS2 and the PS1 before it that they can use it to boost sales in other markets. And honestly, I don't see any other reason for them to be going so super high-end with this thing. I mean, if you think they went with Blu-ray because they need more storage space for next-gen games, guess what? You're letting them pull the wet, putrid, piss-soaked wool over your eyes. Did Microsoft feel the need to include HD-DVD in the 360? No. And you know why? Because it's absolutely not necessary. Has Sony ever heard of disc swapping? Really, Sony, we don't mind. To prove my point, let me ask you this. Is Final Fantasy VII one of the best RPGs ever made? Well, you may not think so, but a lot of people, and I do mean a lot, myself included, would say yes. Now let me ask you this. How many discs was Final Fantasy VII released on for the PS1? Three. And on the PC? Four. Apparently disc swapping didn't stop anyone from enjoying that game. So why couldn't somebody stick with DVD and just make multiple disc games? I don't know. In fact, in the first year of next-gen gaming, I can't think of a single game that requires multiple DVDs. Sony, why are you trying to convince me that you need more than 8 gigs of storage for high-res textures? Or are you just trying to save me the inconvenience of having to swap discs? Well, here's what I think. 
if you're so lazy as to prefer paying $600 for a console over swapping a fucking disc, then you, sir, can kiss my ass. As a matter of fact, pay me $600. I'll swap the fucking discs for you. How about that? (laughs) And finally, a message to Sony. Guess what, Sony? The HD generation does not start when you say it does. It starts when I say it does. And it starts when my friends say it does. And if you think that you could shovel this shit and not get called out, then think again. I know why you stuff Blu-ray into PS3. I know why it's supporting 1080p, and I know why you're including a free Blu-ray movie. It's greed. Plain and simple. It's the desperation to finally win a format war and rake in the cash. Everyone can see it, so come down off your high horse and stop saying stupid shit. You say I'll buy a PS3 even if there aren't any games? Well, fuck you! Now I wouldn't buy one if you gave me ten free games. (sighs) But just to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to level with you, and I'm going to tell you how you can fix it. First of all, stop treating me like a brainwashed idiot. I know what bullshit tastes like, and you've laid out a heapin' helpin'. Secondly, stop trying to force your standards on a public that obviously does not want them. Shove mini-disc up your ass. Shove UMD right up your ass. Do I need to tell you where to shove Blu-ray? Look, just give the high-diff format a rest for another five years. Try again with the PS4 when more than, say, 10% of your market is ready for HD. And finally... Stop trying to turn my gaming console into a PC slash media center slash pet groomer. If I want to do everything, I go to my PC. You're not good at doing everything. Stop it. Just play my fucking games. Ah. Wow. That's what I have to say to Sony. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we appropriately named that rant. You think? Yeah. I thought maybe rant was a little too harsh of a word. No, but uh, now yeah. I, I, I can agree. I yeah, think Ram first, was the right word. At first, I thought that may be a little too strong. But uh, yeah. rant is definitely what that was. Okay. Well, now I feel good about it. Then. Yeah. Did, it, did you get it <laughs> off your chest there, uh, Jim? I did. And now the whole world knows, or at least a couple people know, and <laughs> I feel much better about Gee, it. Between that rant and all of our goings-on about Nintendo products, they they're never going to think that... Nintendo paid us any money ever. (laughs) I would love if Nintendo paid us money because then I could talk about a product that I honestly like. I wouldn't have to be lying about it and I'd still get money for it. How great would that be? That would be pretty awesome. So what do you uh, think about my thoughts there? Well, um, I do appreciate the way you you, uh, lined it up because I never really saw it as clearly as the way you're trying to present this picture in that Sony is really stack in the deck with the PS3. And I never never really looked at it that way, because I'm just like, well, we need... I, I'm kind of in agreement. Yeah, I think we need a new format. DVD is not HD. It's not a high-res format. Everybody within the next five years is going to start converting over to HD, and at least digital televisions. Uh, they're going to have to by 2009. The, the only thing I disagree with you about there is when you say DVD is not an HD standard... It's, it's not. It's, no, it's not in the movies. In the movies, It right. can't fit HD movies. Multiple DVDs could hold HD gaming content, though. And that's what these systems are. They are gaming systems. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. You're right there. Like I said, I don't want my console to do absolutely everything. Yeah. 
And, and the Xbox 360, those are just regular DVDs. Yep, standard dual-layer DVDs. Well, in light of that, I must, I must start to agree with more of your rant than I might have originally. I mean, you really don't need 50 gigabytes for a game system. <laughs> no. So it is very clear that, you know, while marketing it as a great deal for a Blu-ray player, it's not a great deal for a game machine. No, it's a bad deal for a game it's machine. It's a very, very, very steep deal for a game machine that's not entirely technically more, much more impressive than the 360 hardware. Mm-hmm. Granted, it does have more potential. Yes. But, I mean, that's not going to really <laughs> sell me on it on day one. Swapping discs really is not going to happen, even if you had a standard DVD on many games. Yeah. Um, even if you're talking about, you know, higher resolution textures and so forth. Is uh, Gears of War coming out on multiple discs or just one? As far as I know, it's just one disc. Because that looks incredible. That next. certainly looks next gen. And yeah, if they could fit that on one DVD, what could they do with two or three? It looks amazing. Yeah. It looks better than any, and I will put my immense reputation on the line right now by saying that Gears of War for the 360 looks much better as a second generation 360 title than any of Sony's first generation games which yeah. are, are are not very impressive to me there no. is nothing even if this system cost a hundred bucks to be honest if I had an HD setup right now today oh come on no no, if I had no, let there. me tell you. Let me tell you. Don't go there. I'm going there. A hundred bucks. Let me finish. All right. If I had an HD, if I had a new Sony, 1080 Progressive Scan HD widescreen, 16 by 9 aspect ratio mm-hmm. television, on my wall or in my living room, and launch day comes, the new Sony PlayStation 3 comes out. It's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and I have a hundred dollars to spare, and I have the opportunity to buy one. I am going to have to seriously consider n- not getting it. The only thing that would make me buy it at that point was the fact that yeah, it does indeed play Blu-ray, and I want to experience movies on an HD format. You know, granted, there's the there's the enormous war of formats right now with the HD DVDs versus Blu-ray discs. Yeah. But and I'll tell you what, uh, Blu-ray is Blu-ray is the superior format. Y- yeah, it is. Definitely. It holds more it holds more data. Yeah. However, the way that Sony is going about with their DRM is really just screwing over my whole impression of Blu-ray. No, what do you mean by that? Because well, for one they're using a worse codec to encode all their their video. So they're effectively getting the same amount of storage space as or the same quality as the HD DVDs do. Because the really? HD DVDs, yeah, Sony's using the MPEG-2 codec, which has been around for years and years and years. And uh, who's who's doing the uh, HD DVD? Is it Toshiba? Uh, like Panasonic usual? or Tosh- Toshiba? I'm one not of them. sure who But does. they're using the VC-1 codec, which is a far superior codec. And it can get the same quality that you can get with less space. So, so Sony is really just screwing up this whole format. Sounds by like doing they're shooting that. themselves in the foot. Yeah, and they're, they're taking DRM their own advantage hell. of it. Yeah, they're they're not doing so hot on that front. Well, is there a possibility they'll change codecs? 
Yes, there is. And if it does, it'll be a good format, except it'll still be DRM'd at the ass. What do you mean by that? Digital rights management. Uh, basically, you won't be able to play it anywhere except where Sony tells you you can play it. Oh, really? So, yeah, they could... It, it's like iTunes, where you can't play them on certain devices. And oh, I hate that. I don't stuff. like restrictions. I like open sources. Yeah, and everyone does. <laughs> huh. I don't know anybody who likes to be restricted on how they can watch their movies or play their music. One thing that does sound good to me about the potential of Blu-ray storage is um, when real epics that are some of my favorite motion pictures start coming out for it, mm -hmm. like Lord of the Rings trilogy, for example, um, I w it will be awesome to be able to watch 1080 Progressive Fellowship of the Ring on one disc. Yeah. Because, especially <laughs> if you're buying, like, I have all of those movies and all of them in their special extended cuts. Yeah, the four-hour Yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm swapping discs around, and it kind of cuts up the adventure. Now, not so much with a game. With a game, yeah, like yeah. you said in your rant, <laughs> swapping a disc is okay, and I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> Swap the fucking disc for them. But, yeah, in a game... If they paid you the... You're, um, you're playing 20 hours before you get to the first disc swap. Sure. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're you're not enthralled that entire time. You're no. enthralled to keep playing, but it's not like a, a movie where you don't want any break in the action. Yeah. I always remember going to theaters when I was younger, and they had intermissions back in the day. <laughs> I don't remember that or not, but I hated those. I mean, yeah. it was just designed to sell pop and popcorn, yeah. and I wanted the movie now. And it's the same with disc swapping for big, long features. I, I'm against it. So Blu-ray's exciting me in the fact that I can put, you know, a four-hour movie in and let it let it play, even if it's in a 1080 progressive form, because I have 50 gigs of storage. Sure. So I like that. And that's why I would buy PS3, but, I mean, that's, that's not fair. I mean... Maybe I don't want a Blu-ray player that costs a thousand dollars because it can burn. You know, I can record all my shows on the Blu-ray. Maybe I just want a Blu-ray player. That's or, why I'm going to buy a Sony PlayStation 3. But this should be a gaming system. Yeah, or maybe you don't want Blu-ray at all. That's yeah. why Microsoft's strategy is much better for me because they don't force me to buy Blu-ray or HD DVD or any other standard I don't want. I play DVDs. I have a lot of DVDs. So that works out perfect for me on the 360. Yes. Well, when it comes... I don't know. I, I see. I don't see it as extremely as you. I never saw it as, as a way to force their victory in the format wars, but it clearly is. Oh, it obviously is. Cause it's because everyone knows the brand name PlayStation. It's yes. almost taken the Nintendo seat as being synonymous yeah. with gaming. I I would agree with that. So they've used they've used that power to to once again fuel it back into what Sony has always done from the beginning, create formats, and push technology that's not video gaming. Yep. They just happen to jump into games and be really successful, and now they're going to use that to fuel their original markets. So. One thing I do have to say though is even though they are pushing all this extra stuff, um, they do make some of the best extra stuff. I mean, they make some of the best electronics in the world. Yeah, so I'm not dissing the Sony products at all. It's just the way that they are marketing this system and and the, the and underlying the reasons behind the focus is not there. their decisions. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 
most in the fact that I don't like the fact that they're clearly, and they've always wanted, to, they've said in interviews for years that they even wanted PlayStation 2 to be kind of a do-everything box. Yeah. And every, it seems like every company that gets, except for a select few, every game company or every company that goes into gaming wants to, for some reason, make their console a set-top box that does everything. Yeah. And the ones that have been the most blatant about this attempt have always been the ones to fail. Look at 3DO. Look at uh, <laughs> Philips CDI. Oh, Jesus. Um, this was something that was that was marketed as more than a game machine. Yeah. And it was supposed to be awesome. It was supposed to make your breakfast and groom your pets. <laughs> so you do all that, but it ended up flopping as a game machine because the focus it was it was trying to be a jack of all trades in the end it was a master of none mm-hmm. is ps3 going to be the next philips cdi that's my question i think it has too much momentum behind it i think sony is too established already i don't think they're going anywhere and i don't think ps3 is going to fail i think ps3 is going to do just fine and maybe even win the console war this generation it possibly could I but agree with i that. don't appreciate what they're doing I really don't. And because of it, I will not buy one. Ever? Possibly not ever. And if I do buy one, my money will most definitely not be going to Sony. I will be buying used. Really? That's the only way I would ever touch that system. That's harsh. I, I don't like what they're doing. I really don't. I don't like what they're doing either, but if I get a opportunity to buy a cheap DVD or a Blu ray player. And if they're coming out with a fantastic Final Fantasy 13, and if if they have uh, select first-party titles that happen to be excellent, which I'm, I have no evidence of that yet, because all of their launch titles I'm very underwhelmed with. Sure. And especially in comparison to the uh, second-generation 360 games, which look much, much better than the PlayStation 3 games, which is supposed to be playing beyond... It looks like I'm playing beyond beyond what? Beyond nothing. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's their slogan. Oh, you haven't seen that? Beyond yet? nothing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just beyond? No, it's, it's just called pl- yeah, Play Beyond, but it's real, real ingenious because the E in Beyond is, is flipped three. backwards. Is it in the Spider-Man font? Um, yes, oh, I believe it is. God. Yeah, which is another Sony property. Sony uh, yeah, yeah. is behind Spider-Man. Sure, there's a studio that made it. There's been a lot of talk about that. But with what you're saying, sure, I will probably get a PS3. Definitely not at launch. Definitely not for $600, $400, $300. I will right. buy mine used. Not a nickel of it will be going to Sony. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you say. I, I would have no trouble giving Sony some money. I mean, if it actually ends up being... A system with games on it. That's my big concern. Seems like the uh, focus yeah. is not on games, at least with the Sony uh, no. Sony first party. It seems like they're really focused on their new format. They're real, real excited about Blu-ray. And I am a game fan, so I want to see people excited about games. Which is why I'm all about Wii, and they're innovating yeah. the way we play games instead of trying to innovate the way we store games. And they're letting us play games. They're not yes. trying to make us do other things with our consoles. No, I mean, there's some extras there. There's some some other options with the Wii, but it's just because 
it kind of feels appropriate to throw that in at this point. Yeah. But the major focus, you can tell, is on their gaming. Obviously. Okay, then, let's go into our next segment, which is your worst video game moment. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I had to think about this. I'll tell you, I did not have to think about this. My, <laughs> my worst video game moment was on instant recall in my brain because it was so horrible. It's not involving me, is it? It could be. <laughs> Surely it not. It could be. Surely not. It could be. It might involve me? Is it yes. when we were playing a game together? May have been. Oh, how could that be bad? It's always fun when we get together and play games. Normally, yes. This particular <laughs> night, not so much. Uh, this is this could be this is probably what I'm going to include in my best video game. Oh moment no, when it is. That. It's the uh, the exact opposite for both of us. Yep. Okay. Well, let's. I'll set it up for our listeners. Here's okay. the setting. We've called an ultimate golden eye tournament. And now that I say the words Golden Light Tournament, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Definitely. The Ooh. one and only. The one and only. Golden Eye. We've called it together. We have all of our friends over at the house. How many people did we have over there? I think did there were about eight total, weren't there? Yeah, there was... Because we had brackets set up. Yeah. We had... Yeah, it was It was like pyramid was, style. Yeah, pretty official. To the Double elimination... Yeah, yeah. It was double elimination. Double elimination. Absolutely. And we had a bunch of people there. Yeah. We had uh, yeah, at least eight. Mm -hmm. I was thinking more. But, uh, I thought yeah. it was eight. Maybe it might have been, ten or so. It might have been eight, eight or ten. Yeah. Both Peter and I were pretty good at GoldenEye at the time. And pretty good is probably an understatement. We're both pretty awesome at it. Yeah. And compared to our friends, there was, there was no chance. Really? It was either going to be... Me or him. Uh, I thought maybe your brother, too. He was he was good, but he wasn't in our league. He wasn't our caliber. You have to admit. Well, we were really good. <laughs> yeah, no, he eventually didn't, but at that time I kind of felt that he was. Yeah. As much as we played it after that, I, we definitely pushed away. Okay. But at that time I thought he was a very good contender for it. Okay, well, it, it was pretty much down to me and you, though. I'd, I would have thought at the time. Yeah, at this point, yeah. So we set it up to where, to where we'd each we wouldn't be playing each other till the end because that way it would make it more climactic when yeah. we finally do meet. So we played our way through the first five, six, seven people, and it it did come down to me, you, and my brother. Yes, it did. We were the final three remaining. Yeah, he was waiting for the winner between the two of us. Yes, we finally got to our match, and our match started off how I think it should have, with me winning the first match, of course. Yeah, I won did. the first level. We were playing two levels. <laughs> and I, I won the first one. However, in the second match, which would have been the elimination for Peter, this would have been his final match. <laughs> Never. We're playing the stack. We're playing with power weapons. It's coming down. We're playing timed games. It's timed. It's ten-minute so. games. Yeah. Which so it makes it intense. It makes it very intense. Very much. And it was coming down to the wire. It was with under a minute. Yeah. And I got, at the very end, I was trailing. I was trailing by, like, a kill or two. Yeah, a couple. And I very quickly got a few good kills in and yep. took the lead with 
maybe 10 seconds to go. And Peter spawns, and I'm running up the stack, the one of the little rooms, one of the side rooms in the stack. I run up the ramp, and I go out into the main room at the top level. And Peter is following me with I'm an RCP-90. He's, he's hunting me. Uh-huh. And I realize that I've only got a few seconds. If I survive without being killed, you won. I win. Yep. So I'm running. I'm desperately running to the other side of the level, <laughs> trying to escape any stray bullets. Yeah. When I make it to the other side, and I'm about to turn the corner to the hallway where it would be impossible for me to get hit, and mm-hmm. I would win the match. Yes. And milliseconds, and I do mean milliseconds, this bullet must have ricocheted off the wall and hit we, me. We videotaped this, in fact. Yes, we, were, we, we did. We were taping the tournament. Yep. Uh, because it was so epic, this tournament. We taped every single match, too. <laughs> Indeed we did. We watched this over and over and over again afterwards. And watching the instant replay, it was literally... I should not have been killed uh, it, by that it, bullet. It was one bullet. It was the magic bullet. Really. It was the magic <laughs> bullet. Came around the corner, because he was just coming around the corner on the other side at the top level. Little circle strafe. And he did a little circle spin strafe move, just sprayed and prayed Spray. with the RCP-90, and nicked me with one bullet. And we play License to Kill. So one hit kills you. The last bullet at nearly the last second. Yeah. I, I ain't that bullet went through I'm telling you it went through the wall. Like a one pixel one pixel's yeah. worth of of clearing. Yes. Between the two gaps in the hallways. If you had made it one second longer through the door, there's no way I could have caught up in time and you would have Absolutely won not. Because the, the buzzer was already going off. So the I it was, was literally down. the last it may have even been the last bullet in my chamber. <laughs> I spun around the door. That may, may not have been. No. But I don't think, I don't think it was actually, but it adds to the Yeah, legend. sure it does. It, it won't make it the last bullet. <laughs> it was definitely your last bullet too. I remember that. Yeah, it was the last bullet. Yeah, that was the yeah. that was the that crazy was the part about of it. And I swung around, I can remember just it was like the most satisfying crunch. Or demoralizing crunch, if you're on the other end, the receiving end. But it turned out that he killed me. Yes, I did. The last possible second, the last possible moment he could have redeemed himself, given himself new life, and he kills me. And so we go on to play the next match. You said that that was cheap, and you kept repeating, oh my god, that was luck. But I'm telling you. I did. I jumped up, I screamed, it was luck! There was no other way! That was not luck at it all. It was luck. I, I, it no. was luck, my friend. Absolutely how? not. How? I, I'll tell you how. I knew exactly where I was aiming for. Yes. I knew where you were. But it is impossible to be that precise. It was a Hail Mary. And you didn't stop turning when you got to where I should have been. Yeah, you kept, kept turning. It was a yeah. stray bullet. It was random. Well, it was one I intentionally shot. It was an intentionally oh. shot stray bullet. Uh-huh. So it was, yeah. in fact, a part of my plan. It, just it was so- one of a hundred that you released from the chamber that had a possibility <laughs> of going somewhere in my direction. That's what it was. It was luck. Don't it try was, and play it off like it was skill. It was, it was my intention <laughs> mixed with chance. That's what I'll mm-hmm. say. Sure. <laughs> anyway. We tied. That, that we only tied, tied that, that round. That tied it up. That tied the game. We that game ended as a draw because of that Indeed. magic bullet. 
Stray bullet. And so the next match, the next round, uh-huh. what map did we play? Was it the facility? I think it was actually the facility, yeah. Facility. And I lost. I lost big. Oh, I don't think I've ever lost that bad to you before. Yeah, you were totally... I could tell you were demoralized by the way you played. I was so demoralized, I had given up. When the bullet hit my back in the stack, I had given up. The game was yours. That's silly, though. You had a chance. No. No, you have no chance after something that (laughs) scarring happens to you. You have no chance at redemption. I didn't understand how easily I was beating you after that because I was just like, but it's the same as if it was the beginning of the stack all over again because you, you had the lead still. You I know, still had I the know. Lead. I had you one game to nothing. And if you had gone on to redeem yourself in the facility, one more victory you would have won, but you played terribly and I, I mopped the fucking you floor did. with you. You freaking mopped it up. Yep. And I, that must have driven you worse into the the it, spiral of... The thing was, not only did that kill demoralize me, but it gave you a new hope. It it really lifted your spirits. Definitely. So you were playing at the top of your game, and I was playing at the deepest, darkest pit of my soul. <laughs> and it was terrible. And I ju- it just kept growing in that yeah. direction. Every kill and, you would get, another yeah, piece I of was my like, soul was yep. gone. I, w- I was like, I'm back in this. Totally. I'm back in. And never will I forget that moment. Never. Yep, we've talked about it for like eight years now, hasn't it been? Or more? <laughs> Something like that. Anytime 2000. someone asks me, what's your worst video game moment? Bam, that's it. Yep. I know it instantly. Don't even have to think about it. The worst moment ever in Jim's history. And speaking of your worst gaming moment ever... Yes, Jim. I had to think about this one a little bit longer than you did, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but my worst moment, in fact, is during a single-player game. Um, hmm. It's one of my favorite games ever. I'm sure you've, you've uh, heard of it, as well as many of our listeners. Metal Gear Solid for the original... PlayStation. Never heard of it. What's that? Oh, come <laughs> on now. Just kidding. Don't dishonor that <laughs> brilliant game by that jesting. It is uh, It is one of my favorite games of all time, and there is a boss in the game. If you're at all familiar with the game, you probably remember this boss, Psycho Mantis. Oh, yep. And did you beat that game? I did Jim? not beat it. I played you it, but I didn't finish? beat it. I have it at home. I should probably beat it. Do you? Yeah. I have it here, too. I, I uh, have held on to that. It's one of uh, one game I will always want to have. I didn't hold on to it, but uh, I found it at a flea market for five bucks. Can't beat that. The original version, too. That's awesome. Yep. How far did you get? Did you Have you played um, Psycho Mantis? I don't think I got to him. I didn't get very far. I just played the beginning, mostly because I watched you play a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got I drew a lot of people into it. Yeah, yeah. Because I made it look incredibly fun, because it could be incredibly fun. I would hide in boxes, and people <laughs> were like, I can't believe you can hide in boxes, I'm buying this game. So, Psycho Mantis, in case you're not familiar, is a incredibly hard boss, 
only if you don't know a secret that I didn't learn until years after I beat the entire Metal Gear Solid game and felt like a moron <laughs> from finding this out. By unplugging your PlayStation 1 controller out of the first control port and plugging it into control port 2, suddenly this guy can no longer read your mind mm -hmm. and you'll actually be able to land blows on it. Oh, wow. Well, if you don't do this... About every 20th punch will barely squeak through and take a little bit of damage off this guy. <laughs> yeah, it probably makes it easier when he can't read your mind. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I played it after learning this a year later, hmm. and I was so disheartened because what was one of the hardest, finest fights that I'd ever gotten through in all of gaming turned into being just an average boss fight. Yeah. So it was kind of disappointing. But I, um, being stubborn and not wanting advice and not even thinking about it, played on through and I was like, man, wow, this is like midway through the game and this is one <laughs> of the most challenging bosses I've ever faced in gaming history. This is great. This guy, and he's interesting. And But man, this is kind of annoying. This is getting old. <laughs> I mean, it took me a lot. I'm slowly here How playing. How many hours would you say took you to beat him? That I tried over and over. I died yeah. so many times. I, it was it was a number of hours. Um, and it was stretched out over a couple of days because I had other things to do. Sure. So I, I was stuck on him for a couple of days. And uh, basically... Um, when I was actually getting his pattern down, because he would throw furniture at you, and you'd have to duck down, and then you'd have to get back up, and just at the right time before he did a certain move, you had to try and punch at him, and then he would <laughs> constantly dodge and go, I can read your mind, ha ha ha, and dodge your punches, and it was frustrating. <laughs> Every once in a while, you'd hit him, and, uh -huh. he'd, and he'd go, erk. And... <laughs> So I'm finally, I have the pattern down, I'm fighting this guy with everything that I can give him. And it's been 20 minutes, and he still has a good chunk of health left. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I've been fighting this guy, nonstop, fighting in the fiercest way I've ever fought before in a game, and I'm literally sweating. <laughs> this is taking a toll on me physically, it's so, uh, I have to concentrate on this so hard. I've been fighting him for a half hour, and he's almost dead, and so am I. And but I have his pattern down, man. I mean, he's 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 doing all his tricks, but I and he's reading my mind. You're reading his mind. And you know I'm what's read, coming. I know what's coming. Well, I'm about to do the death blow on this guy, and I can't wait to see what's next, because yeah. surely they're going to reward me with something great after this. <laughs> so. I'm about ready to go through his next sequence, and in the, in the next volley, if I am lucky enough to land a blow on him, he should die. Mm. And I'm excited as can be, but I'm totally focused. <laughs> I get up to run over after dodging several things. I get up to run over to quickly punch at him, and the power goes off in my room. Everything dies into <laughs> blackness. Oh my god. I scream out like fucking Kirk in Star Trek 2. <laughs> Psycho Mantis! Not really, but I it was really a profanity word. Nah. And I just yell it at the top of my lungs. I run out of my room screaming, "What the hell is going on around here?" And dad yells at me from the back rooms of the house and he goes, 
Oh, I'm working on the circuit breakers. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh. He's doing things with the circuit breakers right at the last pivotal second in Metal Gear Solid, right before I beat Psycho Mantis with my controller in control port one. The power (laughs) goes off. I've been fighting him for over 35 minutes straight with as much focus as I can give him. And I'm going to do my psychiatrist routine. And how did that make you feel? Well, fuck you, how did it make me feel? <laughs> how do you think that made me feel? Made me feel horrible. I felt uh, like I'd wasted, uh, I'd wasted my energy and time on, <laughs> on something that should have been an immense success. And it wasn't even supposed to be done that way in the game. That's the worst part. Yeah. It should have been over in five minutes, ten minutes at max. Um, if I just listened to what I was supposedly somehow supposed to supposed to know by contacting the general. And it is kind of a letdown. Also, I would think that here it is, one of what you think is the most epic battles you've ever seen in a game. And then you find out years later that it was no, never meant it to wasn't be. epic. It was another boss. It was just same another old, boss. same old. Yeah. Just happened to do it the wrong way. Yeah. It was a very interesting solution to beat the boss. Yeah. But just another boss. Yep. Ultimately. That's all it was supposed to be. I kind of felt worse. robbed of, yeah. of the prestige of beating Psycho Mantis. Because now, yeah. instead of saying, I'm one of the few people that ever beat Psycho Mantis, now people laugh at you and say, you're an idiot. You didn't know you had to put it in PS2 port or in the yeah. controller 2 port? Yeah, I've been turned into an idiot. <laughs> From a hero to an idiot. Yes. But That's to fight oh. this tendency and to, to maintain my pride, <laughs> I have challenged every person I've talked to about this to try and beat Psycho Mantis with the controller in Control Port 1. And if you can do that, I'll buy you lunch or something. You challenged me. You offered me $50. Yeah, I did. If I could do it. Absolutely. I have not tried it yet, but I own it. the game now, so I might. If you do it, I will... Do I need video? Do I need... Oh, I want to see it done actually in person. Oh, wow. Yeah, I want to watch it. There's the pressure of having somebody watching you play, too. Yeah, so you're going to have to actually do it. It's 50 bucks, though. I can go out and buy Final Fantasy VII with that. There you go. (laughs) Buy the new Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I couldn't afford the PS3 with 50 bucks, or PS2 with 50 bucks. Yeah. Not a big Sony fan right now, anyway, it seems. (laughs) No, no, actually just on the PS3. I would still buy Sony products. Needless to say, I have to finish my story real quick. Sure. At the at the end of that horrible low-ebb worst video game moment, <laughs> I then mustered it up enough courage to try it again, and I was sure that Dad was not going to turn <laughs> the power off on me. And I, I told him how important it was. <laughs> and... A uh, half hour later, I had beaten him again. Wow. In controller so, port one. In control port one, not realizing that there was any other way to beat the guy. Wow. So uh, I turned it around. I turned it into victory in the end. All right. That's enough of our terrible moments in time. Yes. Next segment. Actually, before we move on, I yes. do want to say if anybody has any, <laughs> any moments like these, any low moments in gaming, your worst game moment ever, you can send us an email at powerplay at gongradio.com and we will read it on the air if you want us to. 
Yes, we'll include it in our next uh, segment or next show. I always like to hear about terrible gaming I do, and you don't hear that very often. You always hear everybody's glory. I want to hear everybody's sorrow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's talk about um, a little bit of a debate that has been raging a a very, very, very small bit of uh, rage on the forums about PC gaming. One of our uh, topics on the forums actually is PC gaming dying. We're about ready to discuss that. Mm-hmm. I've kind of made it clear on my post that I do not think that is the case at all. I think PC gaming is actually on the rise. And I made it not nearly as clear as to how I felt because I did not want to be flamed. I did not want to be chastised and ridiculed. Why would you be uh, chastised and ridiculed for agreeing that PC gaming is stronger than ever? Probably because I don't agree. You don't agree? And that's why this is a debate segment. Well, tell me, Jim Jones, why on earth do you feel that... P- do you feel PC gaming is dying? I do indeed. I you think, think it's actually dying? Let me qualify this first. I do not think that PC gaming will ever completely die. I really don't think it's possible. Okay. Well, good. I don't hate you entirely. <laughs> okay. However, <laughs> I do think that it is on a steep decline, and it will be until it becomes... A steep decline? A steep decline. Why? I think it will be... Why on earth do you think it's on a steep a decline? <laughs> I can sum it up in one word. A word that should be very, very familiar to you. Oh, and that word is... What's the word? Wow. 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 Wow what? Wow. Wow, huh? Wow. Are you talking about the acronym for the in- immensely popular, 7 million players strong, World of Warcraft massively multiplayer online role-playing game? Indeed I am. Oh, wow. Well, that's one of my... Big guns and why PC gaming is on the increase. Exactly. But I think that the reason PC gaming as a whole is on a decline is exactly for the reasons that you stated just a second ago. World of Warcraft has how many players? Over 7 million? 7 million. World of Warcraft is an MMORPG. On PC only. On PC only. Not on any other platform. Very true, and I'm sure you'll use that in your arguments later, but I plan to refute those arguments, a preemptive refute, if you will. Yeah. How much time would you say you spend playing World of Warcraft in a given week? On average, I'd say... Out of your free time, how much of a percentage of your free time is spent on World of Warcraft? As opposed to other games, or as opposed to just other activities in my free time? As opposed to other games, we'll say that. Um, um, as far as my and game... don't lowball me. Do not lowball me. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this, so I'm just going to be honest. Okay, be honest. Honesty is the this best is policy. This an honest program. Um, I would say that I give it about 90% of my gaming 
time in my free time. Wow. I must say that is certainly a lot. That's a lot, but I still, that other 10% is still an insane chunk of time because I play games a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people play a lot of games. But God, <laughs> make me feel I've walked into some hidden trap. Or oh, something. you have, my friend. I should have used perception. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a human. Oh, Jesus, he's talking that World of Warcraft stuff. The reason I feel that PC gaming is dying is because games like World of Warcraft and any of the other MMOs, massively multiplayer online games, are taking up so much of a standard gamer's time if they play them. And as they become more popular, more and more people are going to start playing them. I mean, 7 million people is a lot of people to play one single game. Yeah, especially a game you have to pay for each month. Exactly, which is another one of my points. You're walking right into it. I'm telling you. Walking into the trap. Oh, God. I don't see the trap. I see, I see nothing but my own arguments being announced <laughs> before I get to announce them. Exactly. My preemptive refute of your arguments. Yes. Here's how it all ties together. Here's how it all ties together. MMOs take up so much of your time and your money, not so much the money, but more the time part, that a lot of people don't have time to play other games. And I know you make it a point to play other games, but like you said, it's only 10% of your gaming time, which means you play fewer games on a whole than you would if you weren't playing an MMO. I would say that you're probably correct in the fact that I probably spend less money and time on other games since so much is dedicated to an MMO schedule. Yeah. Okay. I still don't... But but uh, 7 million people doing this is not a small number, is it? That's a significant portion of the gaming community. That's a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when 7 million people stop buying other games for the most part and start playing an MMO, a single game for 90% of their free time. I'll tell you what happens. There's less sales for the developers that are making single player games that are making offline games games like that. Actually any other game. So they're going to be losing sales which in turn will cause them to produce less games. Because they see less of a return on investment so they're going to produce less games so overall you're going to start having less PC games because most people with a PC will be playing these MMOs and I don't think it's World of Warcraft I said it I summed it up in one word wow what I should have said is MMO because that's what's going to really hurt PC gaming in the long run here here is one one thing that I have to say about that in the your argument fails to realize the fact that the if you're going to say it's going to impact sales of other games or mm-hmm. the making of other games, it would also mean that it would be affecting the console gaming mm-hmm. market simultaneously. Sure. And I think it would be to a more degree mm-hmm. because it would affect the people because so many people are continuing to join WoW Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people are hearing about it who don't own PCs yet. Sure. And I've talked to many people who are who have bought a PC in order to get into this phenomenon. So I think it's increasing PC sales. And if you're a gamer on a PC, you tend to develop a loyalty for the, for the system. And if you're playing with people constantly on TeamSpeak who are playing mm-hmm. on their PCs, you're going to talk about PC 
you know, hardware, you're going to talk about how your game is running on your PC, you're going to talk about, you're, you're also going to talk about the expansions, like, every MMO continues their success with follow-up expansions. Sure. So it's going to drive, I think, it's going to drive, and since MMO is right now, the PC is the home of the MMO, mm-hmm. and that's a very popular genre, it's going to increase PC sales, and it's going to have other companies maybe take their focus off developing that single-player game into developing a competitive MMO. See, but the only problem with that... Well, I oh, man, I have several things to say about that. First of all, I, I want to say that the barrier to entry for buying a PC just to play World of Warcraft is pretty high. I mean, if you're going to spend $1,200, $600, whatever, on a PC... That's a pretty high barrier to entry, just to play one game. Well, yeah, now, a true, lot of people will buy it, buy a PC to do other things too. There's, right. there's you that. You can point. do so much else with it. And actually, your your argument there was was not that it's going to help PC gaming, but rather that it was going to drag down console gaming with it. Not that it would necessarily. You're saying it would ruin both, or it would drag down both, not I'm saying, uplift PCs. Well, I'm saying that. If you're going to use the argument that it's going to drag down the production of other games, mm-hmm. I say then it will drag down consoles more so. Okay, but that doesn't help your argument. We're arguing about, we're debating about PC gaming. Whether or not it affects a console is irrelevant. Well, I think that has a lot of relevance because if it's dragging down its com- competition, then it will only increase. Okay, well, you also mentioned that MMOs will be developed to compete with World of Warcraft. Yeah, which will only fuel, you know, PC development. Sure, but it will only fuel MMO development. And the problem, like I said, with MMOs is that they take so much time. So you're going to play one MMO. I don't know a whole lot of people that would play more than one MMO. And I know some do, but that is the exception to the rule, definitely. Yeah, I would agree with you there. You usually pick one and stick with one. And if you're playing more than one MMO, I guarantee you don't have time to play any other games. Well, you, I, I disagree with you there. There is definitely other time. Now, it, it <laughs> is true. We have several. This is a debate right now in our guild. Really? In the world of Warcraft, this is going on in the game. <laughs> um, one, of our, one of our members in the guild I play with had stopped showing up this last week for our, our guild raids. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, when he finally logs in, everybody's like, where the hell have you been? And what's he been doing? He's been playing Final Fantasy twelve. So he does play other games, but then his MMO life kind of suffers a little bit. Exactly. And he takes some flack for it. But at the same time, I, I don't think that's... I think a gamer is a gamer, and if you're going to... If you're going to want to be into an MMO, you can be, but maybe not as hardcore, and maybe not with the uh, chances of getting everything that you possibly could get in it without, you know, dedicating all your time to it. It, it, And if you're going to play other games, you're probably not going to be the best of the best if you're constantly trying to work in other games. Well, it's, it's the matter, it's just time management. I mean, if you're playing an MMO, you don't really have time for a lot of other games. Not nearly as much as you would. And as more MMOs come out, 
you're just going to see more and more people getting involved with MMOs, which sucks away more of their time. Like, right now, I can think of at least two MMOs that I would like to play, but, like, I, I mentioned on the forums that I was playing EVE Online. I signed up for a 14-day free trial, and I got into that, and it was cool for about three days, but I quit because it was too much fun, and it was too enthralling, and I didn't want to waste all my time on it. It's the same right. thing with WoW. If I if I tried to play EVE and WoW, I would have no time to play well, any other games. Well, that proves my point, I think. because then you would be. I'll tell you, because you'd be playing all of your games on PC. I would be playing two games on PC. Right. As opposed but to playing ten games on PC. Yes, that aren't but then the, you must consider also, though, that the, the people that you're... The companies, rather, that you're supporting on a monthly basis are, are constantly getting an influx of your money. Sure. And all of the players' money every month. So it's very lucrative for a company to develop for PC right now and develop a, something with a hook on it. And there's more than MMO development. There's also a lot of uh, episodic development, like with the uh, Half-Life series. Sure. They're doing the various episodes, and they're making them cheaper than a full $50 full-fledged game price. All kinds of innovative ways, and all the innovation is being done on PC when it comes to hooking people and continually getting their money on a monthly or by year or biannual basis. So there's all kinds of innovation in in the field of PC software development because WoW makes like a hundred million some odd dollars a month, and that's insane profit. And that's the problem. That is, is the that problem? A problem because the temptation of these profits of these hundred million dollar a month profits is going to be too great for, let's say, the Valves and the Square Enix, which we've already seen. It's going to be too great for them to resist. If they can make, let's say, if they sell 2 million copies of Half-Life 3 for 50 bucks a shot, that's $25 million. How much does World of Warcraft make every single fucking month? A hundred million. How can they resist that? Make an MMO, make a hundred million dollars a month. Or make something that's kind of like the, what Guild Wars is doing. Make 10% of the profit. Make make it something that the, the gamer will have to come back and get on a regular basis. Like with the Half-Life 2, um, with the different episodes, they're cheaper, and mm-hmm. you're going to want to continue the story, so you're going to want to pick up the next installment. See, that's, that's even worse, though, that they're cheaper. If they're cheaper, the company doesn't make as much money, and that's what the company is all about, make no mistake. They don't give two shits about how good the game is, most of them. They care about their bottom line. So if they're pricing it cheaper so they can get episodes out, they're still not making even close. They're making less than they would have been. Not really, because if they stop at one game after all that's been invested in the technology and animations and everything that's been done as far as the work, to milk it like they've done is going to make them more money. They're making some chump change. Because... My point is, you cannot compare. They would have to make a game every single month that sold 20 million copies. There aren't even 20 million PC gamers, let alone 20 million copies being sold. It's ridiculous to match the profits of World of Warcraft. That's my point. And these companies are seeing that. There's no way they can ignore this. Yeah, I don't think you have to match the profits of WoW in order to actually be lucrative. No, but but when does a company just want to be lucrative? 
They want to make as much freaking money as possible. Yeah. yeah and MMOs are the way for them to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, but I mean that that just means that they're then developing for PC. But because they're not. it's the home well, of the MMO. Sure, they're developing developing for PC. What I'm saying is how many games you get on the PC uh-huh. will continue to shrink. You'll get a lot more people playing games on the PC, but you'll get a lot less variety. You'll have MMO after MMO after MMO trying to compete with the next best thing out there to make the money, and then you're going to see all the other genres suffer. That's how I see it. I, I don't quite see it that way, just for the fact that there, there are a lot of people who are game fans that don't play MMOs, but still play the other huge genres that we're forgetting about in this debate on PC. There are a lot of big companies developing very noteworthy RTS titles, and there are very, very big companies developing very noteworthy FPS titles as well. Sure. Um, And those two genres are also kind of with their home on the PC. So, I mean, I still see PC being a platform that's going to have those exclusive experiences like the new Battlefield or the the new Quake or the new Half-Life or the or the brand new Command and Conquer or the brand new you know this that and the or the and the home of the of the sim genre really the home of the god game even sure. uh, the new black and white the new you know the new sim pet 5 game that's going to be all PC first Yep, for now. For now, that's happening. And I don't really see enough people converting over to MMOs and sticking with it to detract from the enormous audience of of the other genres. So companies are going to start developing more MMOs to try and cash in on what magical formula that Blizzard has discovered. Uh But I also think that there is going to be a lot of development in the other genres, especially if maybe some noteworthy companies are starting to abandon their franchises in order to pursue an MMO or, or some comp- competition to WoW. A lot of these other lesser-known companies are going to jump in and try and fill that gap. So I just see the 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 rise of, of PC development and, I, and there, there are three major major genres that will always be best in my personal opinion I've discussed this in detail on the forums as well if you want to read that uh, that will always be better on PC and I don't think that's going to change and if that doesn't change all the many millions of people who play those other styles of games that are at home on the PC first and foremost are going to continue to to support those sales and are going to continue to um, contribute to the increase of uh, of home computer um, gaming. Well, I have to I have to also clarify what I consider to be PC gaming because I, I see a big shift in the industry and it's going to change. But PC gaming is done on your personal computer. <laughs> at a desk with a monitor in front of you, keyboard and mouse. Absolutely. That's yeah. what everybody thinks of PC gaming is, right? Oh, sure. Now, what happens when a Sony or a Microsoft does succeed in doing exactly what they've been trying to do, which is turn 
my console into a computer into a d v d player into a media center into an entire intent entertainment center right in my living room hooked up to my big plasma t v where i can sit on my comfortable couch and view it from a distance what happens to p c gaming then what you're talking about is so far in the future but we're talking about when it dies we're not talking about is it going to die tomorrow we're saying is it dying well I, currently just to be honest with our debate is it dying I don't think that at this moment in time as of this debate it is I think it's on the rise right now I think it's on the way out just because of the invention of the MMO but I think also a huge contributing factor is going to be when I have a control scheme good enough to play those PC exclusive genres like FPS and RTS when I have a control scheme good enough to play that from my couch it's done it's gone forget about it nah oh I think so no be, I'll tell you why that's not true why because of the other reason I bring up on the forums mm -hmm. the game cre the gamer created content the okay. mod communities. You'll never have ten-year-old snotty children at home coming in off the school bus, running into their home console to work on a level of Mario Brothers and post it on the net for everyone to enjoy. Yep. You will I have agree. you I will agree. have a pot-bellied businessman, you know, on his break time developing that and then putting that content out there free to download. And that's sure. an exciting draw for me. I mean, you can go online right now. You can get all kinds of player mods for one of the best games of this year, Oblivion. I can download yeah. for free off their website, which I have. And I've already started developing an own my own dungeon using their tutorial on their construction set. What they use to create the game is on my PC. Yeah. And, I can, and I can interact with it on a level that will never be touted on a on a entertainment system. You're never going to have never that kind never. of... I don't ever see that kind of serious development being done in the family room. Okay, I don't think that the indie scene is what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the mod community. Yeah, basically. the indie scene, the mod community, it's all kind of the underground current gaming. Yeah, which is I think big. That is, yeah, and that's the part that's going to stick around. Just that. I think everything mm. else... All these other big companies are pretty much going to stop developing anything that is not online and hugely expansive because making a game is costing more and more money. So these little companies, like you said, are not going to have the money to develop these huge games. So the big companies are going to be the ones doing it. And so all the other games they would have been making are going to fall to the wayside. They're going to forget about them when the profits are all in the big games. I can name several companies right now that are developing mainly for PC that okay. are enormous because they do focus on one genre. All right. But these are companies making different genres. I can think of an enormous company that makes RTS genre. Mm -hmm. Make an enormous think of an enormous company that does single player PC role playing games. I can think of another company Those are dead. Those are gone. As soon as it most really take hold, those are dead. Uh, not entirely. Yeah. I think they are. Those are dying off. MMO has kind of replaced that, but I see it stopping there. MMO is such. It's such a big thing, though, because any genre almost, except I can't see an RTS being an MMO, but 
a lot of these genres are just going to be put online. Racing games are being put online as MMOs. RPGs are being put online as MMOs. I mean, anything besides like sports and RTS yeah, can man. go online as an MMO. And well, once that I, happens, forget about the offline ones. They're well, done. That, well, that's that's I think the what PCs wanted to do for a long time. I see that as the success of the computer, is that it's getting these other genres. Um, in the homes of many people playing simultaneously, and I think that's a good thing because not all of those have the hook of a role-playing game. I mean, a massively multiplayer racing game is good for a hoot for a few minutes, and then you go, you know, it doesn't have the same hook as an RPG does. I've heard raves about Need for Speed, uh, whatever it is on the Xbox 360, and how that's just amazing. Yeah. Meet up with people in real time and form races and right, but it doesn't require a rigid schedule like WoW does. Real WoW, you have to raid certain dungeons at exact times every yeah. week. With these games, you can hop on whenever you want. Yeah, but they're still going to take up more of your time. It's the it's the community aspect of the MMO that's really the big kicker. And I think MMO is more alive and well on PC. I think with Xbox Live, the online communities are growing with consoles by leaps and bounds. That's, yeah. that's pretty huge. But I still see that the online community is stronger on PC. Oh, definitely. And I think yeah. as long as you have a close-knit, strong community of gamers, they're still going to demand quality in the, in the genre that they like. There's still going to be a giant corporation out there to develop specifically for those people, and that's just going to continue to grow, in my opinion. No, I disagree for all the reasons I've stated already. Right. I don't think we're going to find a common ground on this one. I really don't think so. I don't see us bending at all. So my answer to the question, is PC gaming dying, is a resounding yes. And my answer to this question, is PC gaming dying, is a resounding fuck no. <laughs> on to what we are playing this week. Um, this week I'm playing... Uh, couple of games I mentioned um, in the last episode. I bought Contact yeah. for the Nintendo DS. How's that? It is uh, quite interesting. It's one of the most peculiar games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, I've read some reviews on it. It sounds weird. It's the only game I've ever started playing, and right when you fire the game up, you realize that the game would never begin if it wasn't for you gouging one of the characters with the stylus on the DS. If you don't poke him and make him go, oh my god, who is this? The game will just never start and the music will just play forever. But anyway, you poke him and then this this very interesting kind of uh, very weird uh, role-playing game ensues and it kind of involves this person who has not spoken to any intelligent life for a long time and needs your aid to help him uh, along in finding different kinds of these power crystals and basically to fuel his ship. And he talks to you and the main character in the adventure as separate people. So basically as you go along he will have messages, things to say to you as the player and try and keep it secret from the actual character that you're playing as. So it's 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 kind of interesting and it it uh, has uh, an interesting combat system that involves different outfits. Um, kind of at first, kind of reminds you of uh, Final Fantasy X2 and the fact that different outfits give you different powers. It's kind of like a job system, but if you're wearing a certain outfit, like for example if you 
wear a chef's uniform, you can cook, or if you're wearing a, you know, a, a ninja uniform, you can do different power, powerful moves as you fight. It's kind of interesting. But you cannot switch, uh, at least to the level that I'm at so far, you cannot switch in real time during combat. Mm, okay. Which is kind of, kind of uh, harsh. I wish you could. But so far it's pretty interesting and very bizarre. Um, early in the game, you end cra up crashing um, the ship into into a pirate ship. Huh. And you end up sailing around from island to island. And it uses the touch controls very interesting. There are stickers in the game yeah, that you peel that. off and then you place them in certain areas and you stick them onto enemies and they'll transform the enemies into sheep and... Is this weird? But it's—I mean—it's trying to be innovative. It's utilizing the touchscreen and has an interesting, provocative story that makes you want to continue to play. Um, you can develop—you can even develop negative karma. You can kill people in the game if you want to fight normal people, and then your karma will go bad. So it has a lot of different potentials and possibilities. And uh, I have not finished the game yet, but it's uh, definitely a game I'm going to continue playing until I do. Uh, so I like it so far. All right. Um, also, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, or I think I did anyway, I was mentioning Final Fantasy XII, and I did purchase this game. I played the demo um, several months, like six months ago, when I bought Dragon Quest VIII, <laughs> and it came with a little demo of the game, which disappointed me greatly, because it played a lot like an offline MMORPG, but without the fun of playing in a group. So the battle system I wasn't too hip with because I loved Final Fantasy X's battle system because if um, everybody remembers, that was very strategic. It was a turn-based kind of battle system. It was, a, it was not an active time battle system like it had been used in prior Final Fantasies, mm -hmm. but it was a turn-based system that would let you plot out everyone's move and you would know the order and sequence of even the enemy's movements so if you knew what the enemy could do you could counter it before they had a chance to do it and all kinds of different strategic ways that you could relax and really think about. In this game you're, you're basically controlling a party of people and you're doing everything you can stop the action but it's not really a very strategic you know, type of battle system. It's meant to be done on the fly. There's also a new gambit structure called the gambit system, which in effect can allow you to get through a lot of the parts of the game if you program everybody's moves in advance and what they're supposed to do at specific <laughs> times to, to actually move through the game without playing it at all. <laughs> Ridiculous. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but ideally... You do have to be involved, especially for the harder fights, but as you mow through and prance through some areas where the enemies aren't that hard, uh, especially if you unlock certain license abilities early in the game um, that buff your party um, and make them incredibly strong early on, you can walk right through zones not even <laughs> making any decisions at all because well, they're all assigned. Not, uh... Just go out and rent Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a little more interactive than, oh, than the okay. movie. I would hope so. But, but not very much in, in certain spots. So those are basically the game. And I'm trying to get back into Okami. I bought this several weeks ago 
and I haven't given it its just due. Very interesting game, but between those two other games and my WoW addiction, um, I'm having a hard time with getting back into that one. But yep. the, that's MMOs. basically what I'm playing right now. MMOs are going to kill it all. <laughs> anyway, what I'm playing... No, not. Yes, they will. I have been playing... Uh, I played a Dreamcast game, enough to review it. Um, one that I had not played before, which was Space Channel 5. You ever heard of that? Oh, of course. One of the, one of on the first written games. Um, actually, Poe Rapper the Rapper and um, Jammer Lammy came out before that, but then they came out, Sega did this, and it it's a really well-done rhythm game. Um, first of all, the things I liked about it, uh, it has a really good visual design. It's like like a set designer on a movie came in and decorated it in all 60s, but it's like a space feel, too, so it's like a, a retro-futuristic yeah. space feel. It's really cool. Yeah. And, I, I mean, remember. the Dreamcast is a bit old, so it's not terrific graphics like we see now, but it still it gets, the, gets the right effect. Um, and, and do you know the story on this? Like, Do you know anything about it? It's really bizarre. I just remember it being very odd. I don't remember. Oh. It's been too many years since I've played it. This this also is one of the things I like about it, but it has a really bizarre story. The, the premise of the whole game is that aliens have come down to Earth, and they are they are forcing everyone to dance, which is bizarre. Aliens that sounds attack. just like an item in World of Warcraft. What? Yeah, there's a there's a flute in World of Warcraft that makes everybody around you dance. Well, yes, they're playing this magical Warcraft flute. Yay! <laughs> Get out of here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the aliens come down, force everybody to dance, and this reporter for Space Channel 5 has has to go in and have a dance competition with with each of the aliens. <laughs> so this is like one of the most bizarre games, bizarre premises for a game I've ever heard. But it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, if she wins the competition, does that mean we're all free from the dance fever? Yes. Okay. She saves the humans. And then, actually, it's not much. It's not really freeing them that much because when you save a human from the aliens, they get behind you and dance. So <laughs> it doesn't really save them from dancing. <laughs> That's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> That is bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre. But I guess they get to go home afterwards, so it's okay. Oh, uh, they just have to dance until the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Then when they're old and gray, they get to go to their grave without dancing to it. <laughs> awesome. But there were a couple things I didn't like about it. Um, for one, it's too short. Like, if a good player can beat it in under an hour. Really? That's how short the game is, yeah. Um, also, there there's a problem with the animations a little bit. Like, the way they the way they made this game was weird because all of the backgrounds are FMVs. Yes, they're static. Yeah, they're... Well, they're, they're not static, or but are they... they're FMVs. They're oh, movie really? files, yeah. And all the characters are polygons. Like, yeah. real 3D models. Real so, they don't, they don't quite sync up right. Like, when you press a button, it doesn't do the move instantly when it should to the beat, and it's... It's really hard to adjust to that when you're playing a rhythm game, something where you need everything to be in sync. Otherwise, yes. it throws you off. So that was one complaint I had. Um, and finally, my last complaint is that I just plain suck at it. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I mean, I play the guitar. I'm I'm not a musically yeah, you challenged be guy. Good. Right. 
I just suck at it. I don't know. So well, I'm gonna have to play this again now that you've got it. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's fun though. Uh, the other game I was playing is for the DS. It's called World Championship Poker Deluxe Series. You know, I don't even know how to play poker. Get out of here. No. In this I've, day and age. In this day and age where Texas Hold'em is all the rave, I have no idea. I've never played a game of poker in my life. Disgusting. This podcast is over. All right. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> no, but actually, <laughs> Texas Hold'em being all the rage is one of this game's problems. Because I've played a lot of online poker yeah. through a lot of different clients, and really, I this game does not compare to them at all. It's really not very good. Now, I have to say, I haven't played it a ton. I've played maybe five hours of it. But I think that's probably good enough to get a feel for it. For a it. poker for game. For a poker game, yeah. Pretty de- especially if you know how to play. Which, yeah, it has other games, but I'll get into that in a second. Basically, I wanted to cover this in the different categories. Like, first of all, talk about graphics. Um, it's actually pretty good. The 3D is pretty good for the DS. But that's one of its downfalls because it slows down play. Like, the camera, when you're sitting at a table, yeah. every time there's a hand or a decision to be made, it pans to the person that has to make the decision. So, when you're playing computer opponents, it's yeah. panning between each and every one, like six different people at the table, and you've got to wait. There's nothing you can do. Now, you can turn the animations off, but it still pans around, and it, ta- it really slows down play. Um, also, the environments in it, they feel really empty. There's only a couple people in there, a couple tables, and I guess they have to do that because they can't get the poly count up on the DS, but right. But it just really feels empty. And I don't think there's there's anything that they gained by making it a 3D interactive menu that they couldn't no. have gotten just from making it a point-and-click menu for the different games. It just right. doesn't make sense to me. Um, as far as gameplay goes... Um, there's several games to choose from. There's Blackjack. Um, there's multiple poker games like Hold'em, Double Flop, uh, High Low. There's a bunch of games. Um, but like I said, walking to, from table to table to try and find your game is kind of pointless and should have just re- been replaced with a menu. Although you can, it shows you the map on the bottom screen and you can touch where you want to go to which table, but you can't see all the tables at the same time, so you still have to walk around to where you can see the table on the screen so you can touch it. It's really Sounds, sounds kind of monotonous. It is, and it's stupid. Also, along with the animations and the camera panning, it asks you every single hand you play, instead of just having a, a leave table button, it asks you, would you like to continue playing after every single hand? And you have to <laughs> wait a second for the menu to register that it's even there, and then click yes. They did so many things that slow down the play of this game that it really makes it unbearable. Bogs it down. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm kind of a stickler because I play online with real people who know better, but the AI in this game bets way too much money for the stakes you're playing. I mean, when blinds are $10, 5 and 10 you don't throw down so you, $700. You, you actually you bet money in the game of poker? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> But normally you bet proportionately to your stack, to what your That's what the a little are. bit different than uh, Go Fish, then, which is what <laughs> I'm familiar with. 
a little bit. It's it's a little more similar to Uno than to Go Fish, actually. Oh, I'm real good at Uno. <laughs> so you I might be good at poker. Oh, you should. That's awesome. We should play for high stakes after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, I'm gonna be hustled. There are uh, there are bugs too in the game that I noticed. Like when you when you're playing a game and you go to to bet a certain amount or. Uh, no, it was in video poker. When you go to press the hold button to hold a certain card yeah. uh, before you draw, it will sometimes confuse you hitting hold with the deal button, which is nowhere near the hold button. And so instead of holding your card, which would have made you a full house, you deal out another card that turns your hand to shit. Oh, that's and, terrible. Yeah, and it happened to me over and over and over. It's not an isolated thing. And in most of the games I play for the DS, the touchscreen is very very accurate. Yeah. So it has yeah. to be the program. Definitely. Absolutely it is. So I I have to say the gameplay is overall not good. I mean, it's poker. If that's what you want, it's poker, but there are so many better options out there. That is, Does it have any online features? It does have wireless play. I don't know that it has wireless internet play, though. Yeah, it doesn't have Wi-Fi? I'm not sure. I don't know for sure, because I, ha- I haven't been able to hook it up to my Wi-Fi connection. So, I can't say for sure on that. Um, the sound, I didn't really notice it, so I guess it wasn't that good, but it couldn't have been that bad either. Yeah, so, it sounds sounds like clubhouse games is the way to go if you're wanting. Uh, yeah. If you're wanting even poker. Because then you can get into it fast. You don't have to worry about. There's online stupidity. play and everything like that. It's not the best version of poker either that I've heard of, but I plan on purchasing clubhouse games pretty soon. So. I'll let everybody know when I do. Um, the other, the other thing that really was weird about this game is that in the options they give you the option to turn off the backlight for the screen. Uh huh. But when you turn off, when you click this button to turn off the backlight, it turns off the screen. You can't see it. I don't care what light you're in. It is black. It's impossible to see. Like it's not even on. <laughs> so what? Tell me what that option's about. Would you like to not be able to see what the hell you're doing? Yes. Click. (laughs) Thank you. And then you have to reset it to get it to come back. Is it maybe a sleep mode? It's not a sleep. You have to reset the game. No, it says backlight on or off. And backlight, backlight, not screen. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Is that all you're playing this week, uh, Jim? I did play Eve. And I've got to say, it's really good. It's it's very open-ended. It's, uh... Open-ended? Open-ended, yes. Oh. So why did you stop playing again? Because you said you've renounced this game. I have. I stopped playing because, frankly, I just don't want to spend the time on it. And I know that if I keep playing it... Like, I only played it for four days on a trial account. And if I kept playing it, I would definitely get hooked. Because the beginning of the game is not where it gets fun. It's the... Nearer to the end game, which there is no end game in this because you continually level no matter what. But yeah, later on it gets more into PvP, and you can become a pirate, you can become a trader, uh, you can just go around randomly killing people, you can <laughs> you can be a miner, you can do anything you want really. I mean, you could hire yourself out as a bodyguard or a bounty hunter or anything. They ne- sounds like they need to mix that kind of gameplay with with a universe that 
that is really reputable, like Star yeah. Wars or Star Trek. Everybody I've talked to says that this game is how the space flight in Star Wars Galaxies should have been. Yeah, so. I can only imagine if they if they did it that way and at the same time had planetary exploration. Yeah. That, that would be the game to, to end all games. Although that's something they're planning. Later on, they plan on making it so you can go to the planets and actually really? get out of your ship. Yeah. So eventually this may be the ultimate sci-fi MMO. Eventually. And I like it because it's a real small company. They're based out of Iceland. They're called CCP. And uh, they seem to really care about what the people think about their game as opposed to some big company who couldn't care as long as you play it. Right. So, uh, so I like it more than, say, like a, a big MMO like WoW or Star Wars Galaxies. I have noticed a lot of, not not as much as probably what you're talking about, but there does seem to be some acknowledgement with what players desire on WoW. Yeah. I think they could. I think you're you're more likely to get that with an interactive game experience like an MMO, because it's a constantly shifting environment with new players and new ideas on how to make it better. And there's a lot of communication, a lot of forum discussion with staff members on, on those style games. Another reason that they have such a hook, because people who play them feel they matter. <laughs> yeah. They actually feel that, you know, that they might have some kind of influence on this really cool game they like, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool to feel that way. Yeah. About it. So that's all I've been playing, just those three games pretty much. All right. So I think that about does it for our show. It just about sums it up for episode three. Uh, we we postponed obviously accented news. We're gonna do that at a later date. We didn't really have any news stories that we felt were worthy of talking about. We're kind of opposed to news, so we're we're waiting for some interesting news to yeah. include on this uh, program, and we'll definitely be ready to do it in an interesting way. Yeah, if we're gonna have news, it's La not day. gonna be the PS3 price announcement. It's gonna be something good. Yes. It's not going to be the release date of the Wii console. No. Uh, but before we go, I did want to say a few things. Uh, Matt and Peter Dragon from our forums left iTunes reviews for us, which is awesome. Thanks, guys. We need more of our listeners to post and uh, to, to uh, get their ideas onto our forums. That way we'll at least have some ideas on which accent to do for Accent and News. We need a, we need a debate. I'm... I'm pulling hard for Polish. Polish. Get out of town. I, d- I know that Matt wants uh, Scottish instead of Irish. I can do that pretty well, too, and I appreciated that, Matt, but yeah. uh, but I'm still hoping that some listener out there will uh, be able to post, and uh, maybe there'll be a little bit of a vote, and I'm hoping Polish will win the day. Czechoslovakian. That's my vote. I can do that, too. That'd be fine. Anyway, if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, or you just want to chat with us, you can visit our forums at www.gongradio.com. That's G-O-N-G radio.com. Dot com. Or you can send us an email at powerplay at gongradio.com. Also, we can uh, always use more reviews on iTunes, even though we have two, which is great. Uh, So if you like what you've heard, feel free to write up your thoughts and leave us a review. Until next time. I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street.